Hey, and welcome back to Unlimited with Chelsea Goulart. Hey, what's up? I am so happy to have you back. Today, we are talking about goals, specifically the goals that you haven't reached. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about those ones, why you haven't reached them, and what you can do to actually reach the goals for the first time that you keep on making over and over and you just don't reach. But it's going to require a little bit of introspection and we're going to have some real talk today. Are you ready for this one? All right, let's get into it. Yeah, the last few episodes I've sounded... (laughs) Somebody said I almost sound sleepy in every episode. It's because I'm always recording this when my baby or she's my toddler. I keep calling her my baby out of habit. My toddler is napping, so I'm a little bit more quiet to let her sleep. But I've moved my recording area so that I can be a little bit more normal and conversational. I don't I don't sound so quiet and sleepy. (laughs) So Hello, I'm so glad you're here. And as you've seen by the title, I don't know what I'm going to title this yet, but you've probably got a good idea by the title of what I'm going to talk about today. And it's still very relevant because it is February 1st. Happy February. I hope that you have a beautiful month and I hope your January was just awesome. But I want to still talk about goals because you know, this is something that we carry on through us without throughout the year. We've always got reasons to set new goals, and we talk about them so much during the new year, but I'd hope that you never actually stop setting goals. Or, of course, if you listen to me, if you have listened to my other episodes, you know that I prefer to use the word plans, but just for simplicity, I'm going to say goals because that's what we all know, that's what our brains are used to using as far as language around this subject. So goals, why do you rarely accomplish your goals? Because you're human. And if you're human, you rarely actually accomplish your goals. It's this crazy phenomenon of being human. And why is that? Why do we rarely accomplish our goals? I want to talk about that today. You know, we, we, we always talk about this. You've got the new year, time to set another goal you'll never accomplish. Happy 2021. Or here's another birthday, time to set another goal for your next year of life that you'll only get to halfway and then you'll lose motivation halfway to your goal. Time to start another diet that you'll fail to follow through with and gain all that weight back and then some. Time to wake up early in the morning and work out every day until you hit week three and then you're just too tired and you quit that dream of being that fit morning person that you saw on Instagram and you just wanted so badly to become that person. Sound familiar? All right. Unfortunately, there are a lot of industries that profit off of this common human behavior of quitting our goals halfway through. But it's something that I don't want you to do anymore. It's something that I don't want to do anymore. I want to help you with this, but we got to figure out why are we like this? I don't want to go through with like the basic bloggy answers that you hear or, you know, the kind of A, B, and C cookie cutter answers that you might see on Dr. Oz. I don't know. 
So I'll start with a personal story because I want to make this very applicable. And so I want to use a personal story as a teaching tool. So I wanted so badly once upon a time years ago, before I was the person I am today, before I have accomplished what I have accomplished today, I wanted to become a marathon runner because I saw all these these girls and even these friends of mine or these men, women, everybody who were marathon runners. And to me, I saw that as just the epitome of athleticism. If you were just a runner and you ran a few marathons every summer or every marathon season, I wanted to, I wanted to be a marathon runner. I thought that sounded so cool. So, you know, I mean, I used a classic goal setting framework where you set a goal, you set three specific measurable objectives to help you get to that goal, and then you give timelines and deadlines for all of those objectives, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you were taught to set goals this way. I remember that I had exams on this framework of goal setting in college when I was studying for my degree in public health. And it was also a big part of my life coach training when I was training to become certified as a life coach a few years ago. So the goal that I set is that I wanted to run a marathon by the end of the summer. Okay, so there was my general goal. And so I was like, "Mm, all right, I want to be able to run a marathon this September was what I said. Okay, now what are my specific objectives? I will have one long run every weekend of at least 12 miles. I will run three miles or more at least five times a week. And I will increase my average mileage every day by one mile every week. I I don't know if that was my actual set of objectives. I just kind of, there's an example of what they might have been. So I set out with these objectives and this goal of mine, I remember with energy and excitement, I announced my goal to my family and my motivation was so high and I felt like I was never going to be a non-runner ever again. I was convinced. You probably by now are already seeing yourself in my story a little bit. So then I hit week three. All right, I did great for the first couple of weeks because I had high motivation and a lot of excitement. And my Pinterest board was full of running tips and inspiration. (laughs) Then I hit week three and I thought, oh my gosh, I am so tired. Why am I doing this to myself? This sucks. I'm taking way too much time out of my day that I need to be putting into other things. This isn't necessary. Why is this really necessary? Why did I want to do this? I'd rather go do other things. My body always hurts. What's the point of this if my body is always hurting? I'm exhausted and running is so boring. I had all of these thoughts and excuses into my head as to why I could not continue with this goal or justifying why it would be better for me if I did not continue this goal. So I ran less and less over the next week or so, and I quickly stopped pursuing my goal. And within like a month of announcing to my family that I was going to do this, I just stopped. I didn't care anymore. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we just stop and don't care about our goals, and that's fine. I mean, sometimes it was a misguided goal, and it genuinely won't really benefit us. But 
Usually when we set out with these goals, we do it because we know that it's something that will make our lives better. Nobody forced me to give up on my goal. I knew that it was all by my choice and I felt discouraged and I felt embarrassed that I gave up so quickly after I announced to everybody what I was doing. And, you know, I mean, I remember thinking, I am that annoying fitness friend who can't shut up about working out and nutrition and health and I can't even train enough to run one freaking marathon, not even a half marathon. I bet some people listening to this have even run at least a half marathon, right? I couldn't do it. My head got in the way and my head quit way before my body did. Does this sound like something you've experienced? Even if it didn't have to be even fitness related or even nutrition related, it could have been business. It could have been a relationship that you were setting some goals for. It could have been a lifestyle habit of any kind. It may have followed the same pattern that I went through. Okay, so let me tell you what I did next and what I have learned from this experience, which looks a lot like many other experiences that I've had because I am human like anybody else. (laughs) Now that I have hundreds of hours of coaching and training experience, and I have my own experience for years as an achievement junkie, which by the way is not a healthy status worthy of bragging rights. I hear people labeling themselves as an achievement junkie and they kind of like puff their chest a little bit when they say it, like it's something to be proud of. It's being an achievement junkie is actually something that can easily become unhealthy. So don't mistake that for bragging when I say I'm an achievement junkie. But I've got my fair shares of failures preceding my victories. And I have learned that this goal setting model that I talked about, that I learned in college, that I learned in my, uh, you know, my coaching training programs, this model for the most part is BS. Why? Why have I deemed this traditional and academically promoted goal setting model as BS? Well, it's not completely BS, but it doesn't work for most people when it comes to lifestyle and general self-improvement changes. It works great in a professional setting when you're creating a program or getting through a project of some kind where you kind of need to set these benchmarks. But when it has more to do with you, your lifestyle, your habits, pushing yourself and your daily life further to become a better person, it doesn't really work, does it? Why? This is why. Because we're focusing way too much on the doing and not enough on the being. Let me explain. I was so focused on getting up and doing the action. I set objectives that were all centered around the action. Run X amount of miles X number times a week, which is great and will work beautifully on its own if you're a robot. (laughs) But I focused more on just getting up and doing it Do it! Just 
do it. Than on being someone who enjoys running. So it, of course it's important to just get up and do something every once in a while. Sometimes you do need to use willpower and just do it. And I've talked about that in past podcasts of just not thinking using the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, just get up and go and do it. Yes, but if you have to do that every single freaking time you're trying to do something to reach your goal, something's off, isn't it? So what did I do next? Well, after a few weeks of not running and completely stopping my goal of running a marathon in September, I analyzed myself because this is what I do. And I I always do this and it drives people nuts sometimes around me because I'm so analytical, but I honestly really encourage you to try this too. I analyzed myself. I sat down and I thought, why did I stop running? Why didn't I meet my objectives? Why didn't I do this? I had every intention of doing it. I had all the best of intentions. I set all of these objectives. I went out and I got a planner and I got a schedule. Why didn't I do it? I found that it's because I didn't want it bad enough. Hard truth. If you stop pursuing a plan or a goal, it's because you didn't want it bad enough. Now your brain will say, no, Chelsea, it's because blank, blank, and blank were making it impossible for me to reach my goal. That's why I couldn't reach my goal. It was all of these external things. And finally, I just gave in because it was just too hard. Well, in the vast majority of circumstances, if you want to accomplish something bad enough, blank, blank, and blank that your brain just told me wouldn't stop you. They may slow you down, they may, f- they may frustrate you, or they may cause you to choose a detour to get to your goal, to kind of try to get around those problems. They may even cause you to modify your goal so that they, you know, your goal can be more realistic for your situation. But you wouldn't just flat out give up if you truly wanted it. It wouldn't matter how long it took. It wouldn't matter what got in your way. It wouldn't even matter if you had a few really low motivation days. You wouldn't give up if you wanted it bad enough. That is the bottom line. So I didn't want it bad enough. And because of that, it was easy to talk myself out of it when the going got hard and my motivation was at an all-time low. Which, by the way, when it comes to your motivation being at an all-time low, refer to my episode just from a few weeks ago, first week in January, I published an episode called How to Be More Disciplined in 2021, which that's, it got the most downloads in January, by the way, that that episode exploded. And in that episode, I talked about motivation being at a low point. That was a big part of that episode. So... Maybe my first goal before jumping all the way to running a marathon should have been something like, hmm, I want to be a person this summer who enjoys running. You know what? I think I want to be a person who enjoys running more than I want to be a person who runs a marathon. Hmm. Because I know 
that if I enjoy it, those more specific goals of running a marathon and all the little objectives underneath it will come more naturally, won't they? Okay, so instead of coming up with a specific equation of a goal and three measurable objectives, I stopped treating myself like a computer where I have certain inputs and will get an exact output with no detours or obstacles, and I just decided to work on enjoying running first. Okay, all right, that sounded more fun, and it had less restrictions involved. I didn't know how I was going to do it, (laughs) but I was going to enjoy running. No rules, no numbers. I just wanted to be someone different more than doing something different. That sounded way more appealing to me. And I wanted that bad enough. I wanted to enjoy running more than I wanted to run a marathon. Okay, cool. So I experimented. I ran outside. I ran on the treadmill. I sprinted for a mile one day. I jogged for four miles the next day. I took a few days off. I tried running early in the morning. I ran later in the day. I ran twice this week and four times that week. I listened to podcasts or audiobooks or different genres of music. I listened to Beethoven while I ran. I listened to rock music while I ran. I just let myself experiment and I started looking forward to my runs because... I just kind of did whatever sounded fun or whatever sounded good. I worked on changing my mindset around running and was more conscious of the negative limiting thoughts that went through my head when I was hitting a wall so that I could work on changing those thoughts and rewiring those neural pathways when I started to hate running. I listened to other people who loved running and I decided to take their thoughts and adopt them. Make those my thoughts around running. You can do that, by the way. You can adopt other people's thoughts and make them your own thoughts. Isn't that crazy? I focused more on being someone who loved running than just doing the running. Then once I found my groove, I realized I didn't really care about running a race. I just wanted to run. And running became a part of my lifestyle, more so than it was before. Do I enjoy races and competition? Of course I do. I'm an extremely competitive person. But now that's secondary to just running because I like it. And since I like it, I do it more and I do it better than I did when I was trying to set these specific goals just for the sake of doing it. If your goals aren't making your life better, you need to reassess how you're approaching these goals. Doesn't that make sense? They're supposed to enhance your life, not make it miserable. Why would you set a goal that made you miserable? I mean, so much of the world tells us, well, if it makes you miserable, but it, you know, it, it's supposed to make your life better. So you just got to do it anyway. Okay, to some degree. It might be a goal that sounds great and made someone else super happy, but you're not them, you're you. Setting a goal of yelling at your kids less is great. It's a great goal. I agree that that's something that we should strive to do. But where's the focus? If my goal is I want to yell at my kids less, well, I'm focusing on the action of yelling at my kids or yelling at my kids less. 
Okay, so what what is an action? Well, an action is something you tend to do following a sequence of thoughts. Why do we focus on the action when our action is the result of our thoughts and our state of being? Why was I focusing on the running when getting up and running enough to train to run a marathon is actually the result of my thoughts and my state of being? but I'm not focusing on my thoughts and state of being. I'm focusing on the action. What the heck, man? So instead of saying, I'm going to yell at my kids less, try this one on. I'm going to be someone who is patient with their kids. Ah, That language will help you to better understand what you need to do to be the person you want to be, right? How you need to retrain your thoughts, how you need to retrain your heart. And then you can focus on the action or maybe even better, the action will just naturally happen. Why do you rarely hit your goals? Two answers in a specific order. First, you don't want it bad enough. Second, you're not working on becoming someone who wants it bad enough. Now, there's nothing wrong with setting specific goals and objectives if you're already someone who truly wants it, right? But most of us set goals that focus on doing instead of first becoming. This is a theme you'll hear throughout almost every episode of mine because this is a belief I hold very close and it's it's a value that kind of intertwines through and weaves in and out of almost every aspect of my life in one way or another. And it is a principle that I have found is always true. So I hope that helps you. I love you guys. Thanks for being here with me. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave me a review. Tell me, you know, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of connect with me on Instagram. I'm somewhat active there. I need to get better, but I tend to post my, uh, my nutrition, my, my meals and stuff throughout the day on Instagram to kind of help you guys with ideas. It's just Chelsea Goulart, C-H-E-L-S-I-G-O-U-L-A-R-T. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.